And we are back. Yes, we're back for uh, Series 5, Episode 10. Unfortunately, we weren't able to stick it into one episode due to my lack of technological know-how and ability. So here we are, two separate episodes. Almost feels like you got something extra. You're welcome. Um, Anyway, enjoy. So we're oh, so we've got episode episode ten. Sorry, Maureen. Episode ten. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Episode ten. Yes. What's it called? Mercy shall follow me. Mercy shall follow me. Mercy shall follow me. Wonderful. And that's not a person. Mercy shall follow me. Merci. And follow it, me. I thought it might be a bit of French, anyway. A bit of French. Ooh. And anyway, um, it, it it signals the unwelcome return of Stephen Bonnet. Yes. We see him in a brothel, of course we do, talking with the guy that used to be a hobbit. Yes, who is his lawyer. Who's his lawyer and basically a crook, a crooked lawyer. I mean, that's an unusual combination. And we find out that they're plotting um, to get rid of Jocasta. For, for Stephen Bonnet's sake, Jemmy stays his son and then they're going to get rid of Jocasta and they're going to divvy up the money. And then he believes, I mean, this is how stupid the lawyer is, he believes that once I have it's going to give him 20 percent 20 percent okay right maureen you you're breaking up so i'll just quickly recap because anyone that's listening to this if they are bothering to listen uh will be losing their minds but basically this lawyer uh is meeting with uh, this crooked uh uh, um uh, with uh, stephen bonnet rather and saying jemmy is the uh, you know, is going to inherit the um, river run, and and with it, Jocasta's fortune. And so, all you need to do is, when you get together with Brianna, you know, Jemmy will inherit it. So therefore, you will you will have river run, and you'll give me twenty percent. And Stephen Bonner goes, "Oh yeah, of course I will." When we all both know that he'll probably just kill him. <laughs> Is that right, Maureen? About right? Yeah, I suspect that he won't hand over twenty percent, will he? He'll just no, no. He's just going to kill him. So they they part ways, and then does the and then and then there's a scene with uh, Brianna, uh, Claire, and Claire, Jamie, and Roger, and Brianna. They're in Wilmington, and they're discussing the fact that Jamie and Roger are going to go off to kill Bonnet. And Jamie goes, look, if I don't return, you go back to the ridge. And Claire goes, well, if you don't return, I'm coming looking for you. And Jamie's like, yeah, I thought you'd say that. And um, so Jamie and Roger go off to Wiley's, Wiley's something to go and... Uh, I can't speak With Ian. With Ian, aren't they? With and Ian. Roger's done a 180 degree turn from saying, I could never kill yes. anyone, to I must be the one to kill Stephen Bonnet, not you. When it comes to it, I shall be the one to kill him. And it's like, well, I don't, that's come out of nowhere. I mean, to be honest, if I, if you know, I would let Jamie do the killing because he's really good at it. He's really good. Literally, Roger's never killed anyone or anything. I mean, he, he hasn't even killed a he rabbit. He can't even yet. shoot straight. He can't shoot. I know. It's and like Jamie acquiesces, acquiesces, but probably in the back of his mind is thinking, whatever, mate. I mean, I don't think it's going to come. I'm going to end up doing it. <laughs> and um, uh, meanwhile, 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 the women. Women are going shopping. The ladies, Brianna and uh, and Claire, are, are are shopping around town in Wilmington, having quite a lovely time. Find themselves on the beach, picking As you up do. shells, talking about being mother and daughter, 
bonding, connecting, all of that business. I can't even remember what they spoke about. I might have zoned out at this point, Maureen. Please <laughs> do fill in. But then, unfortunately, uh, they're interrupted because Stephen Bonnet has obviously followed them. Uh, attacks Claire, has a knife well, to her throat. Stephen Bonnet has seen, sees them, sees them um, in, in, town. in town and so follows them. So the whole time that we, so the whole time that um, Jamie and Roger and Ian are going to meet, they're going to meet, they, they think they're going to meet Stephen, Stephen Bonnet, they're going to, meet Stephen Bonnet. To, 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 to talk about this whiskey that they're going to smuggle. We know that that's not going to happen because we know that Stephen Bonnet, even though you don't see it, we're very clever. We know that Stephen Bonnet is going after Brianna and Claire. Jamie, meanwhile, Jamie, Roger and Ian have gone to the meeting point where they expect to see Stephen well, Bonnet. Wiley's Landing, that's what it's called. Wiley's Landing. Wiley's Landing. Of course, Stephen Bonnet isn't there, but he's, a couple of his men have turned up. And they're not oh, yes, and that. And so they managed to overpower these men. And then Roger, so again, a complete change of personality, gets a knife to a guy's foot and goes, you know, but... Right. Well, sadly, Maureen, you cut out there, so we have no idea what that was, <laughs> what you said. Uh, increasingly, I'm thinking Zoom is, isn't working for us. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's Zoom or if it's Virgin, and it's absolutely appalling Wi-Fi service. I think it's that. But if nothing else, Maureen, this is a podcast that is warts and all. So what we like to do is show you everything. We don't like to... Let the listener. Why don't you? Why don't you explain before, before I get cut out again? Uh, what happens on Wiley's Landing? Then it's going to be turning into a monologue. I think. I the know, last nobody, bit. Nobody wants that. Quickly, you do it, Maureen. Quickly, now that we've got. So Wiley's Landing. Uh, Roger puts a knife to a guy's throat and gets him to admit what's happening, and so they know that uh, the ladies are under attack. So they disappear back over to Wimbledon. In the meantime, uh, Stephen Bonnet hits Claire over the head and takes Brianna away hostage, doesn't he? Takes Brianna hostage. And then this bit gets really weird. bloody weird and gets this to the point where it's, we're stepping, stepping out of the realms of reality into a fantastical world that some producer thought up. That makes sense. Psychology sense. doesn't really make sense. It don't you? I doesn't, just... Stephen Bonnet is a psychopath. Yeah. Okay. And in this moment, they try to humanize well, him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, psych a psychopath in that he acts on his sociopathic tendencies in that yeah, he yeah. has no problem murdering people. So he is... No, no, he's got no, no... And for some reason, he now wants to have a relationship with, with the woman he raped, so who's the mother taken, of his child. They've taken somebody that will throw a child overboard, that will murder women, that will stab people in the back, that will shoot people, that will cut a man's throat off, that will cut into a man's eyes with a blade. This man, all of a sudden... He's a little bit sad because his mummy and daddy didn't have a mummy and a daddy. And that's why. Boo-hoo. Which, frankly, didn't make any sense at all. Or why he suddenly wanted a relationship with Brianna. It, that, you know, I can understand the Jemmy bit that he wants his kids so he can get money. But the, the fact that he kind of wants some kind of relationship with Brianna, and she's got to go... I mean, the bit about her being nice and having to pretend to be nice... Um, that I can that that women do in situations like that because they hope that's the way of going to get out. I can that bit was believable, but the idea that he'd somehow believe that she would buy into it as well. I mean, he's not an idiot. It was just a bit. Oh, and the really gross thing is when he shags that prostitute in front of him, in front of oh, her. Yeah, but 
first, as, as if that would upset her. I mean, it wouldn't upset. You'd be like, yeah, thanks. I'd rather you than me. Don't expect me, and as much as I don't want to see another woman go through that. Um, but just to just to make sure that we've we're clear about this Stephen Bonnet has kidnapped Brianna and he wants to have a relationship with her he wants them to be parents to Jemmy he wants to be a father he wants to know what it's like to comfort his son he wants to know what it's like to be a gentleman he wants to know what it's like to be a husband he wants to, he wants to know what it's like to fall in love he knows that he's not in love with Brianna at the moment and Brianna is not in love with him but he believes within time that will come and that they can have this and he's created this fantastical relationship where they will be happy together with Jemmy. Brianna will forget her family, forget Roger, forget her mum and dad and that's it. And Brianna goes along with it. And it's as not a survival until, technique. As a survival technique. And it's not until they kiss that he's like, oh, I may not know what it's like to be a gentleman, but I know what a kiss is. I mean, and also she manages to persuade him not to sleep with her by reading him Moby Dick. Which she seems to know off by heart. I mean, I, even, even, I don't know about you, but I, I, I can't remember a joke, let alone a joke. <laughs> you tell me a joke, five minutes later, I'll be like, what was that joke? Oh, there was a, it's a, something about a man and a bell and uh, there was a woman and she had a, an umbrella. Look, I don't know. Jen, when you tell, look, I can't remember when you tell me gossip, it's you that told me it. So, yeah. Maury, the only gossip I get from you is the gossip I've told you. So, you and I would not be able to recite Moby Dick, but Brianna somehow actually bang on it, perfectly capable. Anyway, he realizes that Brianna is, is having him on. So then he decides. Well, then he, how he could possibly imagine that she wasn't? Oh, oh yes, I'm leaving my husband. And oh, yes, let's have a relationship. The real Stephen Bonnet would be like, murder her, keep the, the boy, or keep her murder the family, whatever. But she, he wouldn't give a shit about her. We wouldn't pretend no. to. No. So, and this is, and then he goes back to form because the next thing we know, he's selling her off as a, as a white slave to uh, some, some horrible- Awful man. So, awful man. but of course, at the last minute, she is saved by- A family Jason turning up. And Roger and Claire who let's, let's just, I mean, let's cut to the chase. She's saved. Of course, that's what happens. Nothing, you know, that was always going to happen. And in this um, uh, rescue, Stephen Bonnet is killed. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Oh no, Stephen Bonnet isn't killed. Stephen Bonnet, I thought Stephen Bonnet was going to be killed. Stephen Bonnet is captured and we think he's going to be killed. And then, bearing in mind, this, is my, this was another point that really annoyed me, Maureen, is that up until this point, all Jamie's been talking about is, I want to kill Stephen Bonnet. All Roger's talked about is, well, I'm not sure if I want to kill him. Yes, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. I want him to be dead. Jamie's like, whatever happens, he cannot survive. He, if he survives again, my biggest regret was, was letting him off. Yeah? He must die. We must kill him, whatever happens. Whatever anyone says, the man must die. That's all that's said. They finally get Stephen Bonnet. What do they say? Oh, should we take him to... The authorities. We take him to the authorities and see if he's tried. Given that he's got a lot of influence, I know. But we've, we've missed out on that bit. We missed out a bit about Jocasta. So in the meantime, Forbes has gone over to Jocasta's house. Forbes is the lawyer. Forbes is a lawyer, and this is actually, I thought he was really well acted, because he obviously doesn't give a shit about Jocasta, even though they're meant to be friends. And then he finds out that Jocasta's giving away her money, which he sees as his money, 
and he's getting more and more annoyed. He's going, you're giving away, and then he goes, you're giving away my money. She goes, it's my money. And then he tries to kill her. Doesn't he? He tries to kill her, suffocate her to death. Yes. But Ulysses turns up and kills Ford. Well, because Ulysses is about six foot six and basically <laughs> picks him up and snaps his neck. And Forbes is basically a hobbit. Uh, but obviously, um, this will probably play out in next episode. Um, <clears throat> it's obviously, if a black man kills a white man, even though he was justified in killing him, it's death. So it's going to be, uh, he's, he's, been, he's, he's, done a, he's taken his life in his hands. And also you find out that there's a very close attachment because he thinks that Jocasta might be dead. At one point, when she wakes up, when she kind of survives, he calls her Jocasta. So obviously there's a very close, some, some kind of relationship, some close friendship there between them you kind of suspected that anyway yeah you? you kind of suspect that Ulysses might be a bit in love with her yeah a little bit I mean I'm projecting I don't know uh but anyway Forbes is dead Jocasta is alive Ulysses at this point has not been strung up you know which was no, obviously happen. so hopefully he'll be spared that but you never can tell in this bloody show long story short Stephen Bonnet it's taken to the authorities because the man that uh, hung Roger by his neck owes them a favour. <laughs> but he's in New York, so I mean... I don't know. But luckily, this is just Mel's like, really good in those days. None of it makes sense, but Brianna's like, I want him to be tried, I don't want you to murder him, and they're like, oh, all right then. They're, they're completely fine about it. So Stephen Bonnet is tried very quickly, I might add, uh, in seconds, no less, and found guilty and... I'm not even really sure what they've tried him with. I don't know. But anyway, he's sentenced to, to drowning. So he's, he's stuck on a pole in the middle of a river. And the wait till the tide comes up. Tidal river. Drowns. I mean, it's possibly one of the cruelest ways to die. It was. I mean, people did that. People did that to... There was a couple of witches, actually. So, no, not witches. They were convenators. Convent... I pronounce the name properly. Convenant... Convenant... Anyway, in Scottish history, they did that in the river. They put one of them was only eighteen. They put her in a river and Absolutely let her drown. Disgusting way. Anyway, we 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 seem to be. I'd like to say we're more civilized now, but we just we are in some ways and not in others. But Stephen Bonnet is tied to a post in a in a, a lake or river or tied a river. And uh, but it's it's not one of those rivers like we have in this country. It's in the states, so it's like the size of an ocean. So it has a tide to it, and as the tide comes in. He is obviously, he gets higher and higher and higher and eventually will go above his head and he will drown. He's but, not happy about it, is he? He's really... And also, they've put his arms above his head, which means that your, your, your arm, that would be really painful because, of course, the blood wouldn't go, wouldn't it? It'd be he, horrible. So he's been tied up for hours and, 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 and he'll, he'll be freezing. And people are watching, people go to see. This is a sort of fun Sunday afternoon. You go with your parasol, watch a man slowly drown. There's a little cheeky little thing to do in a on a Sunday afternoon and as it gets to dusk and people start to go home and go well we've seen enough we'll be dead in the morning what should happen Maureen but you get shot in the head by Brianna directly in the forehead with a musket which was already proven to be very difficult to aim even that point-blank range as has been demonstrated by Jocasta's husband who managed to um, shoot his own daughter in the chest at point uh to be fair, that was a pistol it wasn't a musket but yes well i, I imagine muskets are Musket less harder but not with brianna she is uh an absolute My father's daughter just kills yeah. kills like kills him like that doesn't even think about it roger turns to brianna and says did you do that for revenge or did you do that because you pitied him 
and she doesn't answer turns with her gingery locks auburn locks and says nothing it just looks mysterious she'll take that to the grave maureen <laughs> take it to the bloody grave so what do you think of these two uh, episodes i quite i enjoyed them well given that absolutely nothing happens until this point i mean it's it's a relief to have two episodes in a row where there is some content and there is something resembling a storyline so yes but comparing it to previous series and previous episodes that you and I have enjoyed I mean even I have enjoyed it doesn't even vaguely match up it, it just it's too the the, the 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 there's no continuity with what the characters would do which I find frustrating Stephen Bonnet went from being a psychopath to being sort of this kind of damaged little boy to a psychopath again I, I just couldn't I, I yeah it, it was completely they the want to murder they want to murder Stephen Bonnet. They're desperate to murder him. And then, like, literally in a, in a heartbeat, they go, yeah, let's just take our chances on the courts, shall we? They're always very reliable. Particularly in the 18th century. Yeah, in the 18th century. I mean, please. So, yeah, the thing with the, like you said, I mean, the thing with the flipping snake's teeth, that and the penicillin, I just... And also that it had got to that point... Any, that penicillin can, can can cure any poison. I mean, I don't... It was really bad. In fact, that leg looked awful. I mean, you know... I mean, the leg looked bad infected, but, but, you know, there is... He'd probably need something called anti-venom, wouldn't he? It wouldn't just be penicillin. Penicillin no, would clear up the infection. Point, at one point, they were saying he was fighting the venom, but it was the infection. And, and people forget... Um, it was a very famous actor, the one who played... Um, actually, in, in Gone with the Wind, I can't remember his name now, Lawrence, somebody. Very... Um, and he had a girlfriend who had a nose infection and she was dead within three days. This was in the 40s. I mean, people forget how dangerous infections were until antibiotics arrived. I don't think I'm arguing that the infection was bad, but my understanding was, was that the venom had gone to the blood and that's what she said. So I didn't really understand no, why penicillin was No, being... she said his body was fighting the venom, but it was the infection that was the problem. She does say that at one point. Okay. Fine, fine, fine. She know she can she can tell a lot given that she's a surgeon and has had no experience <laughs> in snake bites and says that quite early on, but she still seems to know a lot about every form of medicine. You know that Claire knows everything there is. She's a healer. Well, she's not a surgeon, she's a urologist, she's a cardiac dentist. She's a dentist. I mean she's an oncologist. I mean she could probably call cure cancer with a couple of herbs and uh, a massage. She's very <laughs> Absolutely nobody gets cancer in Outlander. Have you noticed that? Very common in these times, but not then. No, nobody got it. Maureen, I yeah. absolutely cannot wait for this series to be over so that you and I can do something else. <laughs> do you know what? I'm, I, I'm kind of with you. This season has been probably the, the least successful, I would say. Yeah, and I, and I really didn't think they could top how bad last season was, but they have. I mean, I have enjoyed the kind of the last couple of episodes. I can't remember from where it started getting better. Seven, eight. I think the last three or four have been actually, I've actually really enjoyed them. Okay. But you often find that in Outlander, like either the first half is really good and the second half isn't, or it's the other way around, don't you? That's true. So we had that with series three. I loved the first half of series three and the second half. Yeah, you were getting really annoyed because you really love season three. I'm really enjoying this. I thought, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Maureen, I am really enjoying this series. And then, and then it... It It got to episode seven and just started going downhill. I mean, I, I mean, you know, series one was good. 
I, series I, one was I, great. Will, I, I will say that series one was good. And I think it's hard uh, to top that because you've got, a, I think the, um, Black Jacket was psychologically that hero, that, that, that character made more sense, didn't he? Yes. I, I mean, mean, they tried to make Mendes is a great actor, but it, it made a lot more sense how he, yes, what he I did. But the reason why Blackjack worked was also because there was nothing redeeming about him at all. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they tried to, right at the end, tried to do something for Stephen Bonnet where they should have just made him who he was, which was a, a, a raging psycho. But that's why I think Blackjack worked better because it was more consistent as a character. But more you know, there was that time with Blackjack where he, you thought he was trying to... Do you remember when he had Claire... He was interviewing Claire and he, you thought he was opening up and he was showing his another side of him and then yeah. punches on the stomach. Then, so you go, oh, okay, he's, yeah, you're right. They didn't try to redeem him. Yeah. But he was also a very complicated character as well. I, you know. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. did an amazing job with that character. He, Fantastic. He's he really a very good actor. Very good actor. Yeah, well done, Tobias. Maureen, this is the end now of this. Okay. Well, we better say goodbye before your internet cuts out again. I, I can't even bear the thought of listening to this back. I don't know how anyone's got to the end. I can't hear your laughter. That's, that's the main ingredient of this podcast. Yeah, I should do a laughter tape. What do you call it, a laughter track? Oh. Well, every time you laugh, Zoom says you don't want to hear that. And I'm like, I do. I want to hear Maureen's laugh. <laughs> I hate Zoom. Zoom can bugger off. Anyways, and on that note... Oh, God. I'm, over, I'm overseeing you on the internet, Maureen. I know. It's been ages. I know. It's been too long. Anyway, Maureen, bye. Bye-bye, Jen. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.